Hello, hello, everybody. It's Nicole, your host of the 50 Conversations podcast, the podcast with an identity crisis. That's right. We are going through a bit of an identity crisis here at 50 Conversations. This originally was a podcast focused on big career changes and the future of work. I would invite people on to talk about their big career changes and talk about how they learn the skills to make the big changes. And it was all going really smoothly right up until coronavirus hit. And honestly, I bet that's the case with a lot of you right now. Things were going pretty smooth. And then this global pandemic hit, and now we are just in weird times. So I've had a bit of a change on this podcast. I'm currently in the middle of a series about layoffs. And if you've experienced a layoff or you're just anxious about layoffs, then this is the episode for you. I am breaking down the layoff experience, helping you find your feet after a layoff and walking through you through the steps you need to get back on your feet and build confidence post layoff. Because let's be real, nobody really teaches you what to do after a layoff. And right now we are in unprecedented times with layoffs happening all around us. So this week, I'm going to be talking about three steps you can take immediately after a layoff to get you on a path forward. Now, last week, I talked a lot about feelings around layoffs, specifically how to navigate shock and shame and stress after you initially get laid off. And I highly recommend listening to that episode if you haven't already. This week, I'm doing a more strategic episode talking about how to set yourself up for a job search after a layoff, specifically focused on some tactics and some reflection that you can do to make sure you're on the right path going forward. A lot of what I'm talking about today borrows from examples and exercises from my new book, Punched Out in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots. Also, quick reminder, I want to hear your layoff stories. So if you've got a layoff story or maybe you're just like nervous about layoffs and you've got feelings about layoffs, please share your story with us. I'm collecting your stories. All you got to do is call in, leave a two-minute message about your thoughts on layoffs or tell us how your layoff went down. It's anonymous. You can get all the details in the bonus episode before this episode. So if you got a story, share it with me. All right. I like to kick off every week in this series with a little segment that I call This Week in Layoffs. Oh, I wish I had a production studio and then I could just like add some really dramatic music. So you're just going to have to settle for, you know, my voice. That's the lead into this segment. So let's talk about this week in layoffs. First, we got some new numbers. Last week when I did an episode, it was up to 10 million who had filed for unemployment. This week, we've got another 6 million people who filed for unemployment. And that's taking us upwards of 16 million people who have filed for unemployment. And we can assume most of those people were recently laid off. And I don't know about you, but those are some insane numbers. And the visuals on this are honestly unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime. Completely eclipses what we saw in the 2008 and 2009 recession. It is depressing as all hell. I'll tell you that. But I want to be real with you. Uh, I honestly like starting with depressing things in order to be real and then we build up and work on how do we how do we work through this. So if you're thinking, oh my God, those numbers, that's terrible. I'm really depressed right now. I'm right there with you. Also, if you've recently been laid off, for those of you who are new to this podcast, I was recently laid off. So we're kind of in the same club, even if that's kind of a sad club. That's okay. We're in this together. I share those numbers because it's a reminder that you are not alone. I read a stat that said nearly one in 10 Americans now have been laid off. That's crazy. So 
you are not alone in this. Um, the layoffs are hitting across industries as well. It's not necessarily con um, all happening in one industry. You can expect, obviously, retail, hospitality, restaurants were hit hard. I'm also seeing manufacturing and construction that are being hit. And also tech, especially startups. I was just reading about Bird, uh, a company that was valued over $1 billion. They'd laid off 40% of their workforce. Um, they're the ones that do the scooter rentals, you know, that are all over the sidewalks. Um, government, we're seeing cutoffs in in, excuse me, layoffs in and cuts in both county governments, city governments, and so on. I've even seen layoffs happening at hospitals, which honestly was quite surprising given our current need for healthcare workers. And again, I share that because, you know, this is happening across industries and it's a good reminder that these layoffs are not personal. They're business decisions, okay? Layoffs are going to feel personal, but they aren't. All right. And I, and I stress that because we can take these layoffs real person personally, but I assure you being laid off isn't a reflection of your ability to do good work or to do a good job. The layoffs that are happening right now are certainly based on business decisions. Even if they're crappy business decisions, they're still based on the numbers and um, the business model and the organization that you worked for. So Hopefully that's some solace to you. I know it can be hard after a layoff. Um, our confidence sometimes gets shot, but let this be a reminder to you that we are in unprecedented times and the numbers right here really demonstrate just how unprecedented this is and um, just the scale of it, right? So a reminder, it's a business decision. Also, if you are a person who's listening to this because you're afraid of being laid off, it's it's normal to be worried, especially when you see this happening around you. I was talking to a friend the other day, and I think he said about a quarter of a company, his company was laid off. It was a huge outdoor retail brand. He was one of the ones that stayed and I that was kept. And I asked him, I said, so what what do you think it was that why they kept you? And he said, honestly, I have no idea. Because someone who was in a similar position was laid off. And that's the thing about layoffs. We, we have no idea. We have no idea why they keep people or why they fire people, right? It doesn't make sense in a layoff. So if you're searching for meaning, I would say don't. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a lot of meaning behind it. Let's talk about who is hiring. Some of the hiring trends I'm seeing right now are obviously happening in healthcare. Um, I know I talked a little bit about some of the layoffs. Those were more in the specialty area. Healthcare, obviously helping or hiring. Um, and also I'm seeing a lot of companies with names that you've likely never heard of. A lot of them tend to be in the enterprise software companies. That is people that provide software for other companies. Um, they're hiring. These are not necessarily consumer-facing brands. And what that tells me is that you're going to need to do a lot more research in your job search going forward. You're going to get to need to get to know these brands and learn what they do um, because it may not be obvious. I'm also seeing jobs that fall into two types of categories. Low-wage jobs. These are your jobs at grocery stores, gig jobs like at Instacart. And then the higher-wage jobs that tend to be all remote and require digital skills. I'm seeing a lot of openings for software engineers, full stack developers, digital marketers, product managers, and designers. Uh, which is to say for some people who are laid off, it might be a good time to reskill and improve your digital skills if you haven't done it prior. And that also comes with the caveat that you have the time and money to do that. Because certainly upgrading skills sometimes takes an investment up front. I'm reading about 
also about long waits for filing unemployment. There's a lot of unemployment help out there, but right now the systems aren't set up for such a high volume. I was listening to uh, the podcast from Vox Today Explained, really great podcast that I'm enjoying on a daily basis to get my news from. And they had a good interview with someone who went through the process of, um, process of employing, excuse me, process of applying for unemployment. And let me tell you, it sounds like madness. So if you're in the process of applying for unemployment and you're losing your patience, I, I don't blame you. Hang in there. And let's talk about today's episode. I'm going to be covering the three steps that you need to take right after getting laid off. Now, I say right after. That's going to be up to you when you do these. You don't necessarily need to do them the day you get laid off or the day after. You know, I always advocate for giving yourself a week, but that's going to be very unique to you and your situations. But ideally, these are the steps that you take before you even start your job search. The goal of these steps is to get you moving forward after the initial shock of the layoff subsides. I'm going to talk you through all of these. You don't need to take notes, though. Feel free if you're the note-taking type. But I am going to put uh, the majority of this in a workbook. If you listen to the previous episode that I did, there's a link to the workbook in there where I had some exercises. I will continue to add to that workbook as I release episodes. It's like a working podcast, right? I give you the podcast, you do some homework, you make progress in your job search. That's the whole goal here. So you can find links to that in the show notes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the three steps I want you to take. One, get clarity on your path forward. Two, set up job alerts so you know the landscape of possibilities. Three, create a layoff story. Let's dive into the first one, getting clarity on your path forward. Here's what we want to do right now. We want to answer the question, what type of job do you need or want right now? The goal of this is to answer the question, what type of job do you need or want right now? You'll notice this is a reflection question. This is where we take time and step back and think about our needs and wants because that's going to shape our job search going forward. So there are four common paths after a layoff. First, there's the any job path. That is, you are a person who just needs any job because you need money in your bank account yesterday. There is nothing wrong with this. There's a lot of people that live paycheck to paycheck. Unexpected layoffs can cause chaos with our finances. You need a paycheck above anything else. Therefore, you'll do any job right now just to get paid. So you're going to want to look for jobs that are quick hires and that will get you paid ASAP. The downside of this is they are often low-wage jobs. LinkedIn has kept a running list of these type of jobs. They tend to be Amazon warehouse jobs, Instacart or gig jobs, grocery clerks, and recently I've seen some call center jobs. In fact, I just read that one state agency was hiring 100 new call center workers because their volume for unemployment claims was so high they couldn't manage it with the staff that they had. I thought that was a really interesting tidbit. In case you're looking to do customer service, a call center may be a right fit for you. These are all options. Of course, some of the downfalls that we're seeing with this is that these public-facing jobs aren't providing protective equipment, which is horrible. Um, but hopefully things will change shortly um, as more workers put pressure on these companies to pay them more and provide protective equipment when interacting with the public. So again, if you are on the any job path, seek out those jobs that are hiring now. They tend to be customer-facing jobs, the essential worker jobs, even though people doing these jobs didn't sign up to be essential workers, they are consider considered essential work right now. 
The other option that may work for you is a staffing agency. Check in with some of your local staffing firms. I did this in the 2008-2009 recension for administrative jobs. They often tend to do manufacturing jobs. They probably are not going to have a lot of jobs right now, but it's useful to have other people looking out for you. So essentially, you go in, you fill out an application, they interview you about what you can do, and then if you're a match for what their client needs, they let you know. It's like having other people look out for you in the job search, and I do recommend it. They also don't charge a fee. They usually charge the company. Keep that in mind. You shouldn't be paying somebody to find a job for you. The second path that you might take is the same job, different company path. This is for anyone who wants to do the same thing as they were doing before they got laid off. Uh, This is pretty common. You know, it's the relatively easy path to go down. For example, you might be a social media specialist in the travel industry, and maybe you just got laid off, but you could do that same job in maybe healthcare or for an enterprise software company. It's the same work, it's just applied in a different context. The advantage of this is that you already know the job and you'll likely stay in your same pay range. You might even be a really competitive candidate compared to those that don't have this experience. So that's the advantage of taking this path. The disadvantage is that there may be fewer jobs in your field given our mass layoffs. You can expect a longer job search in general due to the competition. But I will say, I think you can expect a longer job search across the board because, again, with fewer companies hiring, you you know, there's more competition, the recruiters take longer to get back to you, you may never hear from them, and so on. So setting expectations right near now. So that's the second path, excuse me, second path. You keep the same job, but you do it for a different company or in a different industry. The third path you can take is to do a different job, essentially make a career change. Now, layoffs tend to be a catalyst for career changers. This is a path for anyone who wasn't happy with what they were doing before. Maybe they weren't making enough money, and now they're being forced to change. Um, It might be time to learn a new skill. I talked about this before, but if you have the time and you can invest in, in a learning experience, you may use this time to upgrade your skills or explore a new industry layoffs are a good catalyst for that. The advantage of this is that you may come out of this with a better job, more money, and more job security. That is, on the other side of this layoff, you may have those things. The disadvantage is that it's going to take a lot longer to make the change, and you may have to, again, make that investment in a new learning experience in order to learn those skills. But it's doable. It just takes more time. In future episodes, I'm going to talk about how to make a career change after a layoff. So if you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me, no worries. I got you covered in a future episode. The fourth path that you can take right now is to stay out of work for now. And I bring this up because I'm seeing a lot of posts in Facebook groups about parents who are deciding that one parent is going to stay home with kids while the other has a full-time job. Because most daycare is not available, a lot of Parents who work full-time are finding themselves at home with kids, oftentimes multiple kids. Sometimes they're kids that um, are newborn. Sometimes they're kids that have, you know, online learning for their school and so on, and they just can't do it all. Shout out to all the parents right now who are trying to make this work. It is a hot mess. I feel you. I have a 10-month-old at home, and I'm actually recording this on his nap time. So shout out to all of you who are trying to do this, but it is perfectly reasonable to say, hey, I need to stay out of work right now so that way my partner can focus on their work and I will take care of the kids for the time being. Totally acceptable path. The only thing I would encourage if you are on that path is to stay connected to your industry, maybe commit to once a week 
you know, meeting a colleague from, from your industry or from a former workplace to catch up with them, listening to podcasts from your industry, reading newsletters that come out from your industry, just so you can stay current with trends. So that way, if and when our market rebounds and jobs are available, you're still paying attention to what's going on. Uh, to recap, we've got the any job pass, right? You're just going for any job. You need money. You have bills to pay right now. You've got some options. You could take the second pass, same job, new company. That's going to require a lot more research. You have to get creative about how you think about your job in different contexts, but certainly a good path to take. Then there's the third path, the different job, essentially a career change. We're going to be changing up the type of work you do and the, the context in which you do it. Maybe it's a different industry. A lot more work on that side, definitely doable, but most likely you're going to be learning some new skills and it's going to take you longer to make this change. And then again, the fourth path, staying out of work for now so you can take care of someone, maybe a relative or your kids. If I missed a path in there, if you're on a totally different path, feel free to let me know. You can send me an email at hello at 50conversations.com because I'd love to hear what path you're taking. Figuring out what your path is is going to help shape your job search. Not all job searches are the same. Taking a strategic approach to your job search is going to deliver better results down the line. And that's why I want you reflecting on what path you'd like to take. You might find you're in between paths too. That's all right as well. What I want is for you to get clarity though before you go out and start submitting applications all over the place. Second action to take. I want you to set up some job alerts. Job alerts are essentially jobs that are emailed to you on a daily basis. You define what the job types are, and then they're just emailed to you. It saves you time. You don't have to log on to a job site every day. Instead, you can just browse the types of jobs from your email casually. All right. The reason you do this is because I want you to familiarize yourself with the opportunities that are out there and open your mind to the possibilities. It is really easy right now to get in the headspace of nobody's hiring, nobody's hiring, right? It's easy to say things like, I don't qualify for anything, right? I want you to avoid that mindset. And one of the ways to do that is to set up job search alerts. So that way you're getting emailed daily about jobs that you might qualify for. So here's how to do it. They're really easy to set up. First, start with either LinkedIn or Indeed. What I want you to do is to start with your job title. Put your job title into the search bar. Uh, it's going to depend on kind of what platform that you're using. But essentially what you want to do is to save that job search and then it'll give you the option of sending you an, an email either weekly or daily with all of the jobs that match that job title. Okay, so on LinkedIn, you might want to put the job title in. You put either your city or state. You might You can also try remote and then click search. And when you do that, you have the option of saving that job. Now, you can start with your job title, and that's good, but I want you to go broader than that because not all job titles transfer to other companies and industries. Really good example of that. When I worked at Yale, um, my title was Associate Director of Career Services. What does that even mean, right? You have no idea what that means. <laughs> um, in that job, I designed workshops. I taught executives. I built relationships with employers all over the world while I was also coaching hundreds of students in designing curriculums. That's a lot in, a, in an associate director role. Um, and you wouldn't know that from the title. So you want to broaden your search to include skills or other things that you worked on in order to pull in jobs that you're not aware of and maybe might be a fit for you you. Because again, the goal is to open your mind to possibilities right now. 
Okay. So let's go back to our original example. If you were a social media specialist, you might try setting up a search for content marketing or digital marketing or social media marketing. Those might pull in different jobs than say social media specialist. So get creative with your alerts, set up multiple alerts So for example, right now, I told you before that I was a conversation designer for an artificial intelligence startup. I'm thinking about continuing that, but I also did user research on machine learning products. I also have done instructional design in the past, and I'm really interested in it. And I also know that right now, instructional design is in... um, is in demand because we have so much online learning happening. So I've set up a job search alert for that. I don't know which path I'm going to go because I'm looking for the right opportunity, but I'm opening the landscape of possibilities and remaining open to different types of jobs out there. And that's what I want you to do with this step. Okay. So This builds on your homework because your homework this week is to start reading, to set up your job search alerts and then commit to reading these jobs for 15 minutes a day. You don't have to apply for them, but I want you to get started reading on them. Excuse me, reading them. Because when you read them, you start to understand what they're asking for. Um, This was an exercise that I detailed in my book. But basically what I want you to do is to start reflecting on the jobs. Ask yourself, are you at least 70% qualified for the job? Now, I say 70% because a lot of job descriptions are filled with stuff that really doesn't matter, and it's kind of hard to know what matters and what doesn't unless you've been either in the industry for a long time or done the job for a long time, or you're used to reading job descriptions. So stick with the 70%. You don't have to be 100% qualified. I want you to ask yourself, is this interesting work? Meaning, will you tear your eyes out if you have to do this job? If you are just absolutely bored to tears at the thought of doing that job, then then don't, don't pay attention to it, right? We all know what those jobs are. It's not worth spending your time analyzing the job description to see if you can do it, if it's something that will bore your tears out. Excuse me, bore you to tears. The next thing I want you to reflect on, um, do your skills match. This is particularly important for people who maybe have been out of the job search for five or more years. You might find that jobs are requiring more than they did in the past. This is a reflection of the way that our workplace is changing as business models change and more companies are going digital with their services and their products. You might find the requirements have changed and you might find that you might need to learn a new skill during your layoff in order to be considered for that job. Reading job descriptions is a good way to learn where your skills are at and what skills you need for the next step. So commit to that. Just have a casual look. The idea isn't to say, I'm not qualified for this. It's to say, what makes me qualified for this job? Reframe it and ask yourself, what makes me qualified for this job? And do the hard work of, of, of really listing the things out either on paper or in your head and saying, okay, I'm qualified here. I'm qualified here. I have this experience. If you see that, you know, it says you need five years experience, but you only have two, I would say, don't worry about it. Okay, right now, skills are more important than experience. Now that you have these jobs, you can apply if you feel ready. I'm not going to stop you from applying. We're all on different timelines for when we need jobs. However, I will caution you, this is going to be a very competitive job search, and you're going to want to stand out in this crowded job market. In future episodes, I'm going to talk about how to stand out in a crowded job market because it is absolutely too much to put in this uh, episode now. I'm also going to be doing an episode called the big ugly resume episode, (laughs) where I talk about how to write a resume after a layoff. 
I cannot guarantee you it's going to be entertaining. Whew, I don't know how I'm going to make it not boring, but I'm going to give it a go with uh, resume tips for you. Uh, so that way you can make your, sure your resume is in some tip top shape. I'm also going to talk to you about a way to get your resume reviewed without using a human. So, uh, be prepared for that. If you are feeling ready to apply for jobs, by all means, go for it now. I don't want to stop you. So that is your second step. Your third and final step, I want you to create your layoff story. Your layoff story is essentially a story that communicates your interests to friends, families, colleagues, and really anyone who asks. I want you to communicate what you're interested in doing moving forward. Okay, this is in order for people to help you because they cannot help you unless they know what you're looking for. They, if they don't know what you're interested in, in, in terms of your career or your next steps, then they can't help you. Your story helps them help you. So this is how your story goes. It's very short. You share what you were doing before you got laid off. So what was the work that you were doing? You tell them that you were laid off. Again, there's no shame in this, especially now. You talk about what you're interested in now, what jobs you're interested in, where you'd like to go, and then you end with an ask to help you out. So it sounds a little something like this. Before this, I was working for an artificial intelligence startup where I was doing a hybrid job that was part conversation design, that is making chatbots sound more human, and then part user research, where I was really diving into how users were impacted um, when they engaged with this chatbot. I got laid off, part of the huge layoffs that are happening right now, and right now I'm focusing on my energy on finding um, another position either as a conversation designer or at least working in the AI space or maybe as an instructional designer for an online learning platform. Haven't really decided yet. I'm still exploring the landscape of opportunities. If you see anything in that area, please let me know. Send things my way. I'd love to see about it. Simple, right? That's under 30 seconds. I um, I told people what I was doing before I got laid off. I told them I was laid off. I told them what I'm interested in now. And then I asked them for help. So my tips for you on that, keep it under 30 seconds. And I want you to avoid saying that you're open to anything. That's kind of unhelpful. People can't just send you things, you know, that they, if they don't know what you're actually interested in. Saying anything is just too broad. It kind of paralyzes people. You'll notice in mine that I, I said a couple of different things. And that's because right now in my stage, I'm, I'm exploring different paths. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're unfocused. It actually means you're multi-skilled, right? And I am. I have different experiences. And I'm willing to bet you do too. And if you haven't thought about it that way, it might be time to go back through your job history and think about the different ways you can apply your skills and jobs that you might be able to have going forward. I also want you to ask people to keep an eye out for you. Even if they don't have connections or maybe they don't work in the field that you're working in, that doesn't matter. Ask them to keep an eye out for you. And times like this, people will. I'm seeing so much goodness um, in, in communities of people who are willing to share jobs. I had uh, two this week that were forwarded to me from colleagues and I'm really grateful for that. So set yourself up for those opportunities by asking people to keep an eye out for you. So that's it for this week. These are the three steps to take after you've just been laid off. To recap, you're going to get clarity on your path forward. You're going to set up job alerts so you know the landscape of opportunities. And then you're going to create your layoff story so people can help you. I've got some resources for you in the show notes. This week, I've got an article on how to support 
friends who have been laid off. I've got an article that talks about the glitches um, in unemployment filings, just so you know that it's happening and to hang in there. I've got a guide from the skim that's about budgeting after layoffs, really useful. And then I've got a list of free career resources that's being curated by career coach Sarah Johnson on LinkedIn. You might want to follow her. Um, I discovered this through a Facebook group, and she's putting together resources that are free or relatively free um, from career coaches, because I know there's a lot of career coaches out there that are offering a lot of free services in this time. As always, there's my book. Uh, it's called Punched Out in the Face, How to Upskill, Change Careers, and Beat the Robots. It is available online wherever books are sold, and it is chock full exercises and examples of where we are headed as our workplace changes. Um, you know, big changes are happening around us. I will tell you that even though with mass layoffs, you know, it's disrupting people's lives, the same changes that I talk about in the book about new technology and new business models are still happening. So if you're looking for a career book to help you out um, in this kind of crazy time, highly, highly recommended it. And uh, listen up because I'm going to be giving away a few copies in future episodes. If you would like some other resources that would help you, send me an email at hello at 50 conversations and let me know what would help. Don't forget, um, I'm looking for your layoff stories and your thoughts. Listen to the bonus episode before this for all the details on how to call in and leave your story with us. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and hopefully entertained. Bye-bye.